welcome back to Karen All Talks. This is the fifth episode of the fashion side of the podcast. I'm Angie. And I am Deuce. And today we're kind of just going to talk a little bit. We're just going to give some updates. Um, last ep- episode was on Fashion Week, and we did that when Fashion Week literally just started. So now it's kind of over with. So we're going to give a little recap of that, but then just kind of give some updates on other things happening in the fashion world. Yeah. So to start off, we can kind of go back to kind of where we left off the stuff that we were looking forward to and um, kind of just talk about some of the stuff that stuck with us through that week of Fashion Week. And one of the things that really stuck with me was the Kid Super, him being a um, helping direct the Louis Vuitton fashion show. And he had a lot of cool pieces in there that kind of um, kind of pushed the boundaries, but also still showed what Virgil was trying to put into the brand before he passed away. So I thought it was very neat with um, a lot of the stuff he did. Like we were looking at it before the podcast, kind of the patchworks and a lot of the painting that he done kind of brings a younger feel to the brand. And it was very neat. Yeah, I really liked a lot of the stuff that Kid Super did with that collection. Um, and Deuce, you're telling me the meaning of it um, and how it's supposed to be like a kid growing up and stuff. And you can really tell that, too. A lot of it looks the, like the actual art may not look like a child's drawing, but if you look at it, it looks like a crayon almost or something. And then it got printed on to everything. So I, I like hand painted looking things. So I really liked it. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um... A lot of wide leg stuff, which I'm really starting to like that. Wider jeans and wider pants, the hems. I love wide wide pants. I have not worn skinny jeans since I think senior year of high school because I hate them on me. No. I'm also short and they make it way more apparent when I'm not wearing like if I'm wearing straight leg pants, I look taller than I actually am, which okay. is why I like it. Because yeah. otherwise, they highlight how short my legs are. <laughs> so personally, I love that wide leg pants are continuing to stay in. Exactly. I had seen some stuff, some some fashion forecasters saying that skinny jeans are supposed to be in this year. Yeah, I. You know, I am just gonna stock up <laughs> on my current pants and everything but i know that low rise is like actually in now okay and like i want to but every time i try them on in a store i'm like mm, maybe not i'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm good i'm good like i just tried on like some viral ones that were on tiktok from target mm-hmm. and you know i don't think they're for me it's <laughs> it's fine though that's all good like yeah but those styles I really like and hopefully it stays in because you know what other people look great in skinny jeans I like that wide leg pants are the common (laughs) thing right now because I have options exactly but the handbags too that you showed me from that collection were really cool I liked the um there were some that looked like it was as if it was like a journalist like notebook or like bag because papers were looking like they were spilling out and stuff and I really liked how that looked I like handbags though like I love going in third street and looking out like the little quirky bags that they have on that wall they're fun it's a vibe on that handbag too where it looked like all the stuff was spilling out it actually opened up at the top where it was like that stuff was not even like really it was kind of just a design and then the inside was kind of like a tote 
Oh, I like that. Yeah. If it wasn't probably ridiculously expensive, <laughs> I would love to own that. Yeah. But there was like that, um, oh, it wasn't like a handbag with the handle, but it was one that you showed me. It looked like a folder type one. Mm-hmm. I guess just like a really big clutch, but I liked that one because you could probably just put it on like at, during class, like on the table and people would just think it's like a notebook Yeah, that you're just really disorganized with was all that, the papers coming out. Was that the one where they had like the tan one and the black one? No, because those had handles. It was like okay. one after that or okay. something. I guess you would call it just like a clutch. Yeah. Unless there was a handle and I missed that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, speaking of handbags, what about the Meta Birkins? Okay, so I did not know about this until today, but um, Deuce was telling me that Hermes, who makes the Birkins that probably everyone at least has heard of, um, they're suing some um, someone who made an NFT of basically Birkin bags that's just called Meta Birkin, uh, and they're suing for like multiple things, like copying the actual styles copying the designs, and then also the fact that they use the actual name Birkin in, in the name, which is really bold yes, to do. Very. But yeah, we're looking at some of them, and really they're just Birkins, but like fuzzy. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I I think that Hermes will win the suit, but a lot of people are saying that even if it, they win, it's not going to mean much because NFT still exists. The people who bought them have them now. Exactly. And the internet is forever. So that's an interesting little add-on to our existing um, episode that talked all about like NFTs in the metaverse is that now we're seeing people suing because NFTs are copying off of existing brands. Correct. And still curious to see if like these brands are going to take an advantage of stuff like this because like it kind of is a good way of marketing if they can do it themselves. But like ways like this, it's not. It's still not a bad way of marketing because their name is getting out there and they're going to be in a bunch of news. And it's a cool way to see like, oh, this, this bag can be digitally made. So it kind of might give them some inspiration, but it also could give other people inspiration to kind of do the same thing, but not do the, like do have the same idea, but they see how that guy messed up and the things that you can't do and the things that you can get away with. So it kind of can be a learning experience for both sides. Yeah, I think it also is probably a wake-up call for a lot of, like, the PR department and, like, of a lot of these brands. It's probably like, oh, we need to, like, actually start doing the Mm -hmm. metaverse stuff if people are just going to steal designs. Like, there a lot of people are probably seeing what Hermes is going through and are like, hmm, we probably should start making our own NFTs so that people can't make them before we do. Mm Mm-hmm. And especially like with a bag like that, where the bag is so expensive, like the the one um, the one Meta Birkin that we had seen sold for three Ethereum, and at the time that was like ten thousand dollars for a digital bag, which is a lot. Like ten thousand for a regular physical bag is a lot. So for them to have those sell for ten thousand, and it's not through the brand, they should be able to like recognize and see like, hey, there's actually a market for this, and if we could like grab it, we could really make more money or make the money that we think that we deserve because this is our product. And, I mean, there's no reason that a brand that big or a brand with the backing of that should not have people that can figure out these systems and be able to benefit from them. Yeah, like in our 
last like episode talking about this, the um, fashion in the digital age. Like we literally talked about how there were um, some like pieces and like bags that were made by the brand for like Roblox and stuff that were NFTs that sold for like thousands of dollars. So like they have a market there if they want to delve into it. But I think this is probably going to make them see it less as like a money grab and more of a, oh, we need to do this so we don't have to sue people. Correct. Because they have a lot of money, but legal is is, is expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, it'll be interesting. Apparently they're going to trial like, like they started going to trial like three days ago. So I guess we'll see what happens. But apparently this is going to be like a really big landmark like case for fashion specifically and like how everything's kind of going into like digital stuff i think it's going to be a very major case Mm -hmm. related to like the metaverse and stuff and what maybe there will be more like legal ramifications and like control of the metaverse we'll see yeah i bet there is a bunch of smaller cases that are kind of happening like this and i bet this case is kind of going to like lead the the charge for hey, I can actually do that because they did it and they're okay or they did it and they're bad. Like, I can't do that. So it's kind of going to kind of decide a bunch of other stuff that's probably going on right now that people are in the same situations, but or their lower brands, we're not hearing about it. Yeah, I really wonder if it's going to see like an increase in legislation specifically, because like I think we're probably just going to keep seeing more of these lawsuits. Yeah. Like that's probably what's going to happen. But I definitely can see, like, legislation being, like, put out because also people are bringing up, like, copyright issues anyways, like, even without NFTs to, like, have stricter legislation in specifically, like, creative stuff like fashion, but not just fashion. Um, So it'll be interesting. I think that it could definitely change how a lot works Mm -hmm. for a bunch of different brands. Yeah, I think it's kind of wild to think of, like, we're in a part of history where something like this is going on where it's a digital product copying a physical product and the brand is they're filing a lawsuit and on the right across the pretty much right across the water there's a brand that is filing a lawsuit for somebody that's copying their physical design so it's kind of cool to see that at one side there's something so digital but there's also on another side there's something so physical and with that, I'm talking about the Nike filing a bunch of lawsuits against other brands for either taking patents or taking um, really just small pieces of what they believe are their designs and kind of incorporating them into other shoes and silhouettes. But as we were looking earlier, some of the stuff you really can't tell. It really just looks like a shoe, kind of looks like what everybody else is doing, so kind of makes you question Nike, are they filing lawsuits against brands that they're scared of? Or are they filing lawsuits against brand like everybody that is actually doing what they say they're doing? I feel like it's probably a mix of mm-hmm. both of those, but I feel like it is fairly common to file lawsuits against like the people you feel threatened by. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you win, it can be like, oh, look, we were the originals, like stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but all of this like digital stuff, I like. I'm sure everyone remembers at least. I like to read a lot. My favorite author is Ray Bradbury, so science fiction. And I'm in a class on like dystopian, like contemporary dystopian stuff. And the book that I just read, like literally just finished before recording, 
was talking about like a bunch of like AI stuff. And so a lot of this like metaverse thing is just really honing in the whole dystopian feel for me. Like it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. The book was really trippy though. So hopefully that doesn't happen. No. Yeah. What was the name of the book? The School for Good Mothers. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's really good, though. It's the debut book for the um, author, Jasmine Chan. But I also have some fears of, like, motherhood and stuff. So that really, it didn't really help okay. that. <laughs> they, it, it was really trippy, though. Like, no. I, Yeah, there was a lot of AI talk of, like, oh, these robots might actually have, like, actual feelings. See, that's some stuff that I had, um... <laughs> I'm going to have to think of the name and I'll get back to you with it. It's um, Google has an AI that had made news a little bit ago because somebody, it was also kind of like, I mean, Google denied it, but then there's somebody that has all this evidence. It's not really evidence. It's kind of like, you could say it's evidence, but some people could say that he made it up. But um, he used to work for Google and he kind of released some stuff talking about their AI and how... He had conversations with the AI, and he kept doing it to, like, see how far that it would go. But he said that it got to the point to where, like, he could not tell it was an AI. They were answering everything. They were having full conversations, and it was to the point where he felt like the AI, like, got a, um, like— Sentient. Yes, and it had feelings, and it, like, he could tell that—like, he was asking the AI questions, like, how do you feel when they turn you off, like— different stuff that like and the AI was actually like having feelings about not being used, not being turned on, people not talking to them. So Oh my god, that's literally what happened in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's like dolls is what they like call them, but they're like supposed to be like surrogate children that these mothers who are found to be unsafe for their children in some way or whatever by CPS. They have mm-hmm. to, like, go through a school to learn how to be good mothers. Okay. Um, and so they use, like, these, like, AI-like things. But they, like, hopefully this is not spoiling too much. I don't think so because I feel like if you just looked at the book, it would say it. But um, they have to, like, they, like, freeze the dolls, but they, like, stay frozen in whatever expression they are. But the dolls, like, know that they're going to be frozen, so they get frozen in, like, like faces of like terror and stuff and it's like traumatizing for the like the mothers to like see that it's weird (laughs) and like they like talk about like no i don't want to i don't know it was really really freaky no i don't like that it seems way more likely to be happening the the stuff about ai is it's pretty crazy Mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy yeah i kind of wonder how much ai is just going to be because like i know people use ai for literally anything like people use ai to write like random little like short stories Mm -hmm. no the craziest have you seen the like ai accounts that are on like tiktok that are like ai generated art yes it is freaky it's wild i got one and i think about this so often because first off i wish it was real but it was like this lost like lost archived like found footage like type thing of um, an 80s the like adaptation of The Little Mermaid. Okay. And it looked like an 80s movie. The people looked real. Like, they looked like real actors. It looked beautiful. And then it, I went to the account, and it said AI. And I was like, really? Yeah, no, it's, I'd seen a video that it was talking about, like, the evolution of humans. And it was like, 
of the, of the AI and it went from all the way to where they think we started to all the way now, like people with phones, and it got to the point to where it was just a bunch of wires. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it went from like us now, then a little bit kind of like cyborgs, like half and half, and then straight wires. Oh, man, science fiction authors are really having a fun time right now, I'm sure. Because, like, man, I love Ray Bradbury. He he would hate what's going on at the moment. Because like, also, if anyone doesn't know, Ray Bradbury is also the one who wrote Fahrenheit 451, which is a society that they burn books that are not allowed to be read. There's like a handful mm. of books that are the only things that are allowed. Yeah. And... Like, that is the whole thing, and the whole thing is, like, the first book that's ever going to be banned is Fahrenheit 451, and, like, there's constantly banned books everywhere. So, man, he he would be upset. Oh. <laughs> I was saying, like, in my class, though, I think it's so ironic of stuff like that, because um, I saw, like, a TikTok of people, like, talking about, like, banned books and, like, Fahrenheit 451, and in the comments, like, people were saying, you should watch Fahrenheit 451. It's like, do you not see how <laughs> so counterintuitive that is? Yeah. <laughs> it's also, look, love Michael B. Jordan. Movie was not great. Like, okay, it was great on its own, but I know that book inside out. So yeah. I was like, mm, I don't know about this one. <laughs> he was great in it, though, but I don't know if he is who I pictured that character to be, but he was still great. Like, but that stuff is so ironic to it me. Is. I'm like, what do you mean? watch it's, it's about books i don't know it's weird but like so much of this stuff makes my brain start to like hurt after a little bit because i don't want to think about it yeah too. it's just like you keep thinking and then you find something else to look at that and it's just like just a never-ending cycle yeah when we were doing like all of our like research for the digital age one about like nfts and the metaverse i was like i need to take a break overwhelmed really <laughs> like, I don't, that's why i let you take over the nft stuff because i was like i don't understand this <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't know about yeah, this you can, one. It, it gets very overwhelming. And, like, there's more coming out with, like, crypto and stuff because of, like, Elon Musk and Twitter and all that. So I, I am confused by yeah. a lot of it. It's I, like the more you learn, the more what comes out. And it's just, like, every day it's just more yeah, and more. My dad's a computer programmer. And so, like, sometimes when, like, things like that happen, I just call him and I'm like, so do you, like— can you like explain <laughs> in like layman terms to this to me, please? Yeah. It, it's it's a lot. Um, sorry for taking that so far away from fashion. I just it's so like surreal that a lot of this is like real, mm-hmm. like that there are actually lawsuits of online things, which like online things have already existed, but like people buying online things and then like there being lawsuits about stealing stuff, and it's wild. Very wild to me. But in other news of how this is like more of an update episode with Fashion Week, how um, Deuce was really like excited for the Kid Super um, collaboration with Louis Vuitton. I have found my new favorite designer. Um, It's Miss Sohi. If anyone doesn't know, she made her debut collection in the Haute Couture Week for Fashion Week in Paris. And man, I loved every single one that was on there. Every single piece, every single one. And she is only 26. It's like, I feel kind of inadequate. <laughs> but man, I I like started following her immediately. I knew I had seen some other stuff from her. Okay. Um, 
because I uh, like I do also like listen to K-pop and stuff. And she d- styled Blackpink a handful of times, and so I knew that I had seen something of hers. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like I saw her name somewhere else that's not related to that. I don't remember where. But I immediately started following her and looked at every single piece that was in that collection. And there was not a single one that I didn't like. I was like, this, this is Hope Couture. I was like, perfect. It looked pretty cool when you were showing me. It looked very unique. I loved it. I could not stop talking about it. I was looking at like every single one. And I was like trying to find the best. Like I was like at work and I saw like a picture of it or something like while I was on my break. And then I spent every like little time I could be on my phone like I like had like a small little break or something trying to find like a video of all of them and stuff to also mm-hmm. share on Instagram like <laughs> on my story so people could be like look look at this person look at her please yeah so that is now my new favorite because okay. I know I said Iris Van Herpen and like that intro thing but now I will say Miss Sohi because that's impressive that that is her debut yeah that was very very neat for a debut and the actual show was really pretty, too. It had, like, flowers and, like, water-looking stuff. I don't know. It was really fun. Okay. And so going into some other news with fashion is I know that we had pretty much a whole episode about Alessandro Michel and him leaving Gucci. Gucci now has a new creative director that was announced, like, five days ago? This week. Yes. Sometime this week. So we'll see. Apparently, he... Um, Oh, I hope. You said that he's going to be doing his collection. It was his first collection Milan fashion show. Yeah, his name is um, Sabato De Santo, I believe. Um, and he has worked for Valentino for, I think, like 12, 13 years, something like that. He's worked there since like 2009 um, as multiple positions, but as a director like lately. Um, so he said that he is not going to actually step into the creative director position for Gucci until he's done with everything for Valentino. So his like debut collection with Gucci is not going to happen until September in Milan. So we'll see. Because also, I mean, yeah, Gucci just had theirs come out in the um, Paris one, which I wonder who was the main designer for that since they didn't have a creative director for yeah. it. Or if, like, Alessandro Michel had some part in it because they had to take so long to develop it. Exactly. I kind of wondered that. I didn't find a lot of information about who actually made the collections that were in this most recent Fashion Week. But I'm very interested to see what this man will bring to Gucci if he worked for Valentino for so long. Because they are, they're both big fashion houses, but they are fairly different. They are, yeah. So that'll be fun. Yes, it will. It'll be very, very unique to see what he does bring to the table. Yeah, because I think when I think of Gu- of Gucci, it's more like loose almost, mainly because of Alessandro Michel and everything. But like, like a looser like type of fashion. And Valentino, I think like very sleek, like stilettos and stuff like that. Like that's what I think of immediately. <laughs> so and, and that'll be very interesting. I guess we'll find out in September. Yes. Sadly, I will be graduated. <laughs> so I'll still be here. <laughs> yeah, he can give an update. <laughs> Speaking of like graduation, though, it's weird. Like I just got my cap and gown. <laughs> I was gonna say it's coming up. Yeah, I know it's kind of scary. I don't, I don't like it that much. Because no. <laughs> I like, I hate that people keep asking like, "What are you gonna do?" I'm like, I don't know. No. <laughs> like, please stop asking. <laughs> like, so so many of my friends have like their 
permanent like jobs like already secure and i'm Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't know what's happening (laughs) ain't nothing wrong with that though no i don't but like i just got my cap and gown like we ordered it um like i think like a week and a half ago okay and probably like three days after we ordered it my parents were like it's here like it's at our house (laughs) it's like well that was fast because it said it would take like six weeks or something and i had like have like the cords and stuff and man it's weird to think about Mm mm-hmm like I don't, I don't like. It. Yeah, I feel like college flies by. Yes, Not it really also do. doesn't help that COVID and stuff. Yes, yeah, at all. Yeah, because that happened in my. Because we started at the same time, right? Like fall twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so both of our like freshman years were just like cut, cut in half. <laughs> immediately. Yes, and then sophomore year was weird, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So much happens. I think. I mean, at first I was kind of upset that we didn't get the normal four years of college, but I mean, we got something that I guess a lot of people can say that they, well, a lot of people won't get to experience, so. Yeah, and I will say, I liked online classes. I did too. A lot more. Yes. <laughs> I wish that they were way more accessible now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I learned a lot during COVID too, mm-hmm. kind of, like, especially with online classes, like. You're kind of forced to, am I going to pay attention or am I not going to pay attention? Yeah, you have to, like, make yourself pay attention. Yes. Like, which I will admit, I struggled with that a little bit. I did, too, for a little bit, but then I kind of learned on, like, I got to, this is what I have to do if this is going to be an online class versus in person. Yeah, you definitely need to, like, force yourself to sit down and, like, Mm -hmm. take notes rather than just kind of, like, go to class and all that. I don't know. I liked online a lot better in general. Me, too. Then having a bunch of... I mean, not having to worry about coming to campus so you have a bunch more free time. Yeah, I just wish, like, almost that it was, like, reversed. Like, firstly, if that happened in my senior year, that would really not be fun. No. (laughs) But um, sophomore year, I lived on, like, back on campus in my sorority house, which, like, all the sorority houses are super close to the classroom buildings. Yeah. But all my classes were online. (laughs) So so I was like, man, (laughs) this convenience is not working out very well. Because, like, once I lived off campus was when everyone started doing in-person classes again. And I'd, like, walk or drive. It's like, well, at least I was on campus for a little (laughs) bit. But that would have been nice before. Like, I don't know. We'll see. But if you have the chance to take online classes and it works, I would kind of recommend it a little bit. Because you can balance your schedule off of it like you have more Mm -hmm. free time and what is nice is you do have the opportunity to work more and like make more money yeah so that's always a plus too especially if you have to load up on classes because like right now right now and last semester i've had to take like 18 to 20 hours but This semester, three of those are online, and then last semester I had like six hours online. And with it being online, most of the time it's a set due date for everything. So you kind of can like plan ahead, like this week I have stuff done on Friday and then on the following Monday. But I've already did the stuff for Friday, and then the following Monday, I mean, I just have to do it over the weekend. So it's kind of like you can plan it. You don't have to worry about that class affecting work. So it kind of opens up your schedule a little bit. Yeah, I have a um, completely asynchronous online class right now because I, for like multiple reasons, I have to stay at 12 credit hours because that's like what makes you a full-time student. And so I needed to add another class to stay at like 12 credit hours or something um, because other classes, they just ended up not working out for me. Um, But honestly, I could probably finish most of the class if I like really wanted to probably like today other than the midterm and final exams because those don't open for a bit. 
But yeah, that's always nice, too, is you can just... Work on your own pace. Yeah, that's what's nice is also I don't have to worry about that stuff in the middle of the week. Like, I can just focus on, like, starting my thesis and, like, internship stuff and work. So definitely recommend it. And if you have the chance, as a last semester senior, take as little credit hours as you possibly can. <laughs> Enjoy it. 12 credit hours is so nice. Uh, I don't have any classes on Tuesday. It's lovely. That's a vibe. Yeah, I sleep in more than I probably should. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Oh, no. More so it's like like neurodivergency and stuff like with like work. If I have work at like four, my brain is like, you can't do anything. Yeah. Even though it's like 10 a.m. It's like, no, there's a thing happening today and you oh. can't do anything else. <laughs> and so I just sit. <laughs> like, that's all that happens. It happens sometimes, though. <laughs> no, definitely. Are you looking forward to anything coming up soon? Um, I'm very interested, honestly, to see the magazine. Like, Same. I am very excited for it because also I liked a lot of the photo shoot stuff. Yes. Um, so that'll be very fun to see. Um, I'm trying to think. Supposedly, there's a lot of concerts happening. And one of my best friends literally just texted me during this recording <laughs> that she got Fall Out Boy tickets and then sent like the little like eye looking emoji, like the two eyes or whatever. I was like, hmm, she that. said, when are you getting yours? So, hmm, I might need to look into that one. <laughs> so that'll be fun. That will be. Yeah, I went to too many concerts this last year, though, so I don't know how much I can afford. I feel current like, ones. Yeah, I'm trying to. I want to figure out a concert to go to in the next few months with my friends. I went mm -hmm. to one maybe two days ago. One of my favorite artists, Destroy Lonely. Uh, oh, okay. I went and seen him in Louisville, and um, it was fun. My first time I seen him was in Atlanta, and I was on the floor. Which Where that, in Atlanta? The Eastern, maybe. Mm, okay, I haven't. I've done a lot of concerts in Atlanta, but uh -huh. it just wasn't there. I was yeah. wondering if it was at, like, Fox Theater or something. Yeah, I want to say it was at the Eastern, and... Um, that one was fun. It was. It's a whole different experience versus being on the floor. On this last one, it was at Mercury Ballroom, and I hadn't, I hadn't mm -hmm. been there in a while. When I got in there, I realized this place is super small compared yeah. to where I was at last time. So on this this concert, I decided that I wanted to go up top. So I went up top and bought like another like a little VIP ticket so where I could sit down. But I was right in the middle and I wasn't far, so the view was perfect. Oh, that's and nice. Now I've seen them from like right in front of me up top kind of everywhere so I get to knock that off my bucket list yeah i need to stop listening to artists that have like ridiculous ticket prices because man i wish i could get floor seats but See, like yeah. like halsey not possible because yeah. like um we did like halsey this summer and it we just got lawn like seats or something and the fallout boy one that she just texted me about was lawns like we're our lawn seats too so but it was like if we wanted to get even like remotely good view on the lawn, we needed to get there like six hours early. Mm -hmm. But it was in it was like by Akron, which okay. is like a six hour drive. Yeah. So like that was not happening. So we were at the very top. <laughs> but it's it was still fun. But and then like I mean, like I would love to like maybe see Harry just for like the experience mm -hmm. of it and stuff. That those tickets are ridiculous yeah. and then the same with any k-pop concert yeah. man <laughs> like there was a tour that just got announced in the vip package like tickets which any like i don't know if it works for like everyone but for most like k-pop concerts 
VIP equals floor seats. If you want floor seats, you have to get VIP, and then okay. you get soundtrack. Like, that is, if you want floor seat, that is it. Like, mm-hmm. the most that might happen is someone buys VIP, they end up not being able to go to the concert, and then they sell the floor seats, but you won't get the VIP stuff if you buy it resale. You just get the floor seat, but Ooh. you don't get VIP. Okay. But the seats themselves are all automatically VIP. Okay. And this tour just got announced, and the VIP is like 500 plus for a ticket. I was Sheesh. like, okay, that's not happening. <laughs> like, cool, goodbye. Nope. Yeah. 100 levels for me constantly. I yes, I feel it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But hopefully there are more concerts that happen. But you should look into the Lizzo one. That the, the, S- that's coming to yeah, Lexington? Yeah, um, SAB is having like free tickets okay. and stuff. Um, so that'll be fun, and it's free. So yeah. looking at that, nah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely attend. Because then you don't have to. I'll send you the like link to it and stuff. Okay. But yeah, I believe there are still free tickets for anyone listening. Um, if there aren't after this, I am so sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited for that. I think it's in April, something like That's that. That's what I thought I'd seen. So a good way to end the semester. Exactly. Good vibes. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this. It was kind of all over the place. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, just kind of talking, little updates and everything. But I hope that your day is great. Shout out to Pops Vintage, always. Love them. And hope that the rest of your school week is great. See you all.